0: But setting your expectations when you first start on your running plan is really, really key. So, if you wanna run a 5K, wonderful. Your expectation at the end of, say, a training period or my coaching would be to run a 5K. If you want to have the skills or the ability to run with your child, your nephew, you know, your brother, if you wanna beat your brother, there's a story there. My brother used to run (laughs) cross country, long story there. But any of those reasons, you set your expectations. And once you're there, then all the other ones, everything else will come to you. I promise.
1: Are you constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief? Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery, and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry, so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week on the show we coach you to grow as a runner just like the process of building a strong durable home that will last a lifetime requiring little maintenance. The design and planning is your mindset. The foundation is your strength training. The framing is your run plan. The electrical and plumbing is your nutrition. The insulation, drywall and flooring is your recovery. The landscaping and exterior is your race strategy. If you master the six parts of growing as a runner, your running will be strong and last long, hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Every week, we help a runner just like you build their dream home. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Welcome to Running 101, the ultimate guide for beginner runners. If you are looking to start running, but don't know where to begin, you've come to the right place. Running is a fantastic way to boost your fitness, improve your mental well-being, and enjoy the great outdoors. And if you're looking to kickstart your running journey, you've come to the right place. In this comprehensive beginner runner guide, We'll provide you with all the essential tips, tricks, and advice to help you start running confidently and stay healthy, so you can take up this habit without getting injured or burned out. I have a co-pilot with me today in this training, and it is Coach Cat. Anna Bali, who is one of the coaches in our Spark Healthy Runner coaching team. Coach Kat has multiple run uh, coaching certifications. She's a personal trainer. She's a group exercise instructor. She's an engineer by trade. She's a scientist, a farmer, Marvel-like movie lover, uh, just to name a few of her gifts and interests. Uh, Kat, welcome, and thank you for agreeing to share all of your knowledge and expertise on how to start running with our audience today.
0: I'm so happy to be here because, as you mentioned, I have a lot of te- a lot of things that I do, but I love working with beginner runners. I've been a couch to 5K coach at our local YMCA for a number of years. So I work with runners who are just starting out They've never really run before, but they want to. And myself, I started later in life. I think my first my first marathon was 2017, so it hasn't been that far, that long ago. And I remember everything that happened prior to Do I want to run? And we'll get maybe into that a little later but i can honestly say when i first started i did not like running i was a boxer i was training to box and i had to run a lot and i hated running i hated it i just wanted to hit things not much has changed but i love running now and when i told my old boxing coach that i am now running he's like what you're a run coach you hated running. And I'm like, well, it wasn't that I hated running. It was that I didn't have the structure or the knowledge of actually how to run. I had no clue what I was doing and therefore it wasn't enjoyable. So my goal with that example is I want running to be fun or enjoyable or a lifestyle for people who want it to be. And, I feel that if you have that structure, it will make it a little easier. Unlike me who had no clue what she was doing (laughs) initially.
1: Yeah. And, and many of us don't, and that's why I'm excited to share this today because we have created together, you and I have created a lot of run specific content, whether it is uh, half marathon, whether it is like pacing marathon content. And we've never really created like a how to guide to like start running. And I think this is going to be such a useful um, resource for anyone who is just looking to dabble, right. And see like, can I run or, you know what, I see all these runners and I see people, you know, as I'm driving in my car, you see, they just look happy. Like I always, I always come into contact in my neighborhood. They're always like, I always see you running on route 10 and you just look so happy. (laughs) And I'm like, and, and so many people have the misconception that running should be like painful. It should hurt. It's hard. And a lot of people think they can't do it. And you and I both are, like, passionate about, like, anyone can run. Just like I always joke around with my girls, uh, a favorite movie of theirs is um, Ratatouille and, like, Gusto, in there is the chef, and he's like, anyone can cook. And, like, I feel anyone can run, but they just need to learn how to do it correctly. And unfortunately, most people, when they start running, they do it the wrong way where they get injured it just feels so hard where it, it's just sucks. And they're like, this is terrible. Why am I putting myself through this? Or they like take on too much too soon and they get burned out. So like we see that a lot and we're all about like getting in these benefits that running has to offer. So I'm super excited and to really have this content and to share all your knowledge. Cause you have like a plethora of experience in working specifically with beginner runners. And I think these tips that you're gonna share are going to be super helpful. And for some of us who have been running for a little bit, you might be tuning into this and you might still get you know something out of this. And if you're finding that this is a little bit, maybe you wish you heard this like a year ago or two years ago, then you're probably gonna to wanna to go to some of the other resources that we have on how to grow in your running journey Or maybe you're like going to tackle a marathon and you want like our marathon blueprint. So we have a lot of other content going down that realm. But in really today's episode, it's going to be all about how do we get started and how do we develop this habit and how do we keep the habit? And stay healthy and not get injured and not get burned out. And I guess I should probably just mention, coming from my personal experience, I was an adult onset runner, age 31, coming from more of a gym background, always like a gym rat and working out five days a week. I would only do cardio for um, or run on a treadmill for cardio. I would never even say I was like running, I would say I was doing cardio, right, on the treadmill. And I wound up having hip surgery, had a labral repair. And then my surgeon said, like, when I was looking to get back in shape after my surgery, because I gained some weight, I was getting dad bod. uh, I just had my second daughter. or My wife just had my second daughter. Right. And I wanted to get back in shape. And he's like, go running, but do it outside. And I was like, who runs outside? Like it's cold in Connecticut. Like it was, you know, February, March at the time. And you know, I started running outside and fell in love with it, never looked back um, since then. So that's kind of my context. And then also from a running physical therapist and coach standpoint, a lot of the tips I'm going to share are really in how like to stay healthy. And a lot of the tips that Coach Kat's going to share is going to be like, Hey, these are the common questions that all of the beginner runners that she has worked with and helped and through like a couch to 5k program through the YMCA, um, these are the, the, the questions they have. These are the struggle points um, that they've dealt with. And she's going to provide you these tips and tricks and um, strategies to really do this the right way. So whether you're aiming to really improve your fitness, lose weight, simply enjoy the great outdoors. Um, running is a great way to achieve those goals, and we're gonna cover it all from the basics um, to the essentials uh, so you can actually become a healthy runner and we're gonna get into like choosing the right running shoes, understanding proper running form, addressing or preventing really the the common running injuries and you know what are the running related concerns and we're gonna talk about like warm up cool down, injury prevention techniques, and really hitting the pavement as a beginner can be intimidating. Like we get it and we'll provide you like what you need to know right now and actionable advice, resources. We have some videos of specific exercises that we'll refer you to and some of the mental obstacles that you may Face And so from setting like realistic goals to finding the right training plan, we've got you covered. Um, And I just am so happy that you're here to really be on this journey with us so you can become a confident and strong runner. And everything we're going to talk about today, fear not, I have a download for you. So we have this all in a resource on how to start running. So you can get that download where you're listening to this. Just click the link and then you will see the download with all the resources, with the videos that I'm going to talk about, with the actual plan that we're going to talk about that you should do to start running. So make sure you get your download. That will definitely be a fantastic resource. And I really am looking forward to seeing you get the fantastic benefits that running can bring to your overall well-being. And uh, so let's like lace up the shoes, like grab a little water, and we're going to get started on six steps to start running. And the first step, Coach Cat, what is that? Mindset. Mindset. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by that?
0: I would argue that this is going to be probably as important as the actual running. You want to ask yourself, why do I want to start running? And there's no right or wrong answer. Don't get me wrong. There's no right or wrong answer. But if you're looking to start running to do a 5k. Wonderful. If you're looking to run to get into cardio or a, heart-healthy aspect, wonderful. If you're looking for mental stress reliever, wonderful. So there really is not a right or wrong reason to start running. But a lot of times people are really all gung-ho, I'm ready to run, I'm ready to run, and their expectations can be way up here and it takes a little while to get up there and you can get discouraged along the way. So I always ask people, why do you want to do this 5K? Why do you want to start running? And a lot of times it's because they want to try something new. They want to get in shape. They want to test themselves. They want a new adventure, so to speak. And that's where we start with the very first part of a running plan is your why. A lot of people come to me. And one of their goals is to lose weight. And I always like to emphasize that losing weight is a great goal, you know, but heart healthy is an even better goal because if you lose the weight from running or from exercise, you want to still continue to run for your health. So you don't want that to be necessarily the only reason you start running, although it can be a side effect. And it's a, maybe very healthy for you, but there's some people who, if you're not maybe losing the weight, you get discouraged. But I want you to think more of it as a heart-healthy, long-term solution for your health, rather than necessarily a weight loss. And some people it will work for, some people it won't initially. But again, there's no right or wrong reasons. But setting your expectations when you first start on your running plan is really, really key. So if you want to run a 5K, wonderful. Your expectation at the end of, say, a training period or my coaching would be to run a 5K. If you want to have the skills or the ability to run with your child, your nephew, you know, your brother, if you want to beat your brother, um, there's a story there. My brother used to run <laughs> cross country, long story there. But um, any of those reasons, You set your expectations. And once you're there, then all the other ones, everything else will come to you. I promise.
1: Right. And I think that's such a great point to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. And I love how, you know, you said, and let's be honest, like a lot of people probably listening to this right now probably do want to lose some weight. Mm -hmm. Right. And they want to get healthy. But I like how, and maybe I would, I would, add to that is that you're not perseverating on the weight loss and tracking the weight loss, right? Like from each week to week and trying to get on the scale and, and, and looking at running and here's the outcome that I need to see is weight loss. Like each week I better see, you know, the pounds go down on the scale, right? Because I I do agree that that can create problems because A lot of times we see that people want to expedite those uh, results and we want to kind of rush things a little bit. And when we do that, we usually wind up doing too much too soon and we get injured or we get burned out. (laughs) Um, So I like that you said really thinking about the why and maybe trying to take a more long term perspective of, like you mentioned, be healthy. And really get your body moving and get your body used to daily movement, right? And, you know, moving that body. And if running is, is the medium for you, then that's what you're going to be doing. But let's get the consistency down first, because if you're consistent with really any form of exercise, yes, you are going to see those health benefits down the road. But I I like that you mentioned uh, to not kind of focus there. And initially, you may not lose weight either. Um, So I like that you brought that up. But I I feel like in the long term,
0: you're going to feel long
1: term health. You're going to definitely get the physical benefits of whether it is weight loss, just feeling more toned, feeling more fit, but then the mental benefits as well. And just allowing yourself to maybe do other things in your life, right? And have less stress and. So I love that. I think it does all start with the mind. And that is one thing that a lot of people overlook <laughs> and, and, and you know, having that right. Why? This episode is powered by you can, are you looking for a breakfast boost an afternoon, pick me up or a pre-workout snack? Do you value the importance of health and what you put in your body? Are you looking for food options to eat during the day that will provide you the energy for your workouts? If so, I have just the solution you need. UCAN's energy granola and almond butter are staples in my weekly routine and are all natural, keto friendly, gluten free, and provide energy you need to get through your day and bring out your personal best during your training or after those runs and strength sessions to enhance recovery. I personally love pairing my UCAN almond butter with some medjool dates before my run and strength session mornings. And the granola is just such a convenient energy snack to have any time during the day to avoid getting hangry before your next meal. Fuel smarter now that you're a part of our Healthy Runner fam. We are going to hook you up with 20% off of all your orders using the special link I have for you in the show notes. Just go to ucan.co forward slash healthy runner. That's ucan.co, not .com forward slash healthy runner and use our healthy runner code during your checkout when placing your order to get 20% off. Go ahead and give these UCAN Energy snacks a try. You are going to love how they taste and they're going to keep you full during the day so you have energy for those workouts. How about goal setting because um, that kind of falls into this like mindset bucket and and just setting um, realistic goals how do you like to um, encourage novice runners as they get started on you know what types of goals they should set for themselves
0: if they're looking to start a 5k like they want to complete I had one lady who I coached her bucket list was literally running a 5k so that was her goal. That was her aim. Um, there, There's ways to get there. But again, if your goal is to just maintain consistency and do it two to three times a week, then that's also very achievable. And I, I know I say this a lot, but there really isn't a right or wrong Goal. If you have a goal and the 5k, your best bet is to follow a training plan, but make sure your training plan is, is good for you. And we'll get into that a little later about the specifics for training for a 5k, but the goal is important. But if you don't have a specific race goal, you don't need it. You can just want to run to get outside.
1: Yeah, no, and I would say I think you and I both agree that the examples you gave were were realistic goals, whether it is to run your first 5K or to just get out the door three times a week because you want better health and maybe you've been told your blood pressure's high, your cholesterol's high, and you just want to feel healthier. Or you had a family member who had a cardiac scare. And you're like, hey, you know what? I don't want that to happen to me, right? Or you have a family history, right? All those things. But a lot of times we'll also see non-realistic goals, which is I want to start running. So I signed up for the New York City Marathon, <laughs> <Sorry>. right? <laughs> yeah. And and you laugh and I like gave a uh, sarcastic smile um, because if unfortunately, if you did tune into this and that is you, um, Coach Cat and I are gonna really highly suggest you rethink uh your goals and because we find that's a fast track to not sticking with running for the long term because it is such a huge goal that now you've set for yourself that that comes with so much pressure and it usually comes with ramping up way too soon than what your body is ready for, and it, it doesn't become enjoyable. And we want you to enjoy this for the long run. So you can be a lifelong injury free runner and you know, the, those goals and some people think like, Oh, I got to jump in. I'm like an all or nothing kind of person where it's like, I'm all in or I'm not in. So I'm not in meaning. I haven't run for 20 years and now I'm all in because I signed up for a marathon, which means I need to like run 30 miles a week. Uh-huh. Um, that's going to be a recipe for disaster. Seriously. Um, it's, it's really just- not realistic. Um, So think about realistic goals and get those wins under your belt first, right? Like do that 5k. If a marathon is your goal, excellent. I'm not saying it can't be your goal. Absolutely. Go for it. Like you're turning 50. You want to run a marathon before you turn 50, before you turn, right? 40, whatever it is, um, give yourself a a pretty big on-ramp to actually develop the habit, do it the right way, stay healthy, enjoy the process, Because it honestly is the process and the magic and I think the benefits of anyone who's been running for a while will tell you it is the training. And it's like just enjoying that process and seeing that growth and seeing like, oh, us as adults, we can – challenge ourselves we can do new things that we thought we never could do before and it's like enjoying that process and when you set an unrealistic goal you don't enjoy the process and it becomes stressful it becomes like more of a stress and a negative thing that you're doing in your life and running should be a positive thing um, and last thing because I know we, we have like content on kind of like whole deep dives on mindset but the last question I want to ask you cat um, because a lot of beginner runners can get discouraged if they see any challenges initially, I guess. First thing is, will there be challenges? And then what do you, what advice do you have for new runners as they get started with like overcoming challenges or if they get discouraged early on?
0: Well, first, if it doesn't challenge you, it's not going to change you. I know that's cliche, but there's going to be challenges. I've been running for a while. I've done everything from five K's up to ultras and every single race, there's a new challenge. So expect the challenge. That's kind of part of the fun sometimes. Yeah. At, at least so embrace a, it, embrace it,
1: embrace it. And I would just add to that too, like, don't be so hard on yourself. It doesn't need to be perfect, right? It doesn't need to be perfect. Um, as long as you're doing it. And a lot of people say like, I'm not a runner. I don't run fast enough. I'm like I, plotting out. Oh, there, I
2: have so much right? on that topic.
1: I'm plotting. I know. If you are moving your body you, and you're runner.
0: I'm running. like jumping out of my seat because <laughs> I hear this all the time and I was one of them. Right. But I, I I plotted. I literally plotted while running. I mean, I was not what you would call when I first started a what I in my head at that time classified as a runner. That's changed now in my head, but Even then it was like, no, this is, yeah, no, it's, you're going to hit those challenges and don't get discouraged. That's beginner runners tend to get discouraged. And if you find somebody like myself or any of the coaches or a really good support system, then they will help you encourage you. They should encourage you. And I'm just putting this out there. If you do join a running group, make sure it's a good fit for you. If you feel intimidated or you don't feel like they're encouraging you, then that's not the right running group for you. And you want it to be good experience. I work with all my Couch to 5K people. and When we're training, we meet up once a week and they're all in that similar fitness level, similar mental questions, and that really does help people. So don't be afraid if you don't get discouraged. That's all I can tell you.
1: Right. And yeah, I think support is is key, right? So whether it is a local running group or it's a spouse or a family member, a friend um, who is going to be there to support you no matter what. Uh, I think that helps overcome those challenges. And so you're not um, discouraged because yeah, there will be challenges and it is just nice to have that support system, Um, whether it's a virtual community and in, you know, a local community, um, those things are super helpful. And if you're, you're wondering like, where are the local communities near me? you could go to your local running shoe store. Usually they will be in touch with kind of the local run groups and they might have some suggestions for you on like, which ones are more tailored to like beginner runners. Um, because yeah, there are all different types of run groups out there and you don't want the ones with the super fast, speedy, right. Uh, people and you show up there and you just feel like a total outsider, right? So it's you do want people that are welcoming. Yeah, no, it is. It has happened it, to
0: me and I'm, it was not a pleasant experience.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I remember. I remember some of the stories actually I, I thought that, <laughs> that you shared I, with me I, like three years ago. Yeah, I'm
0: not saying a word, but it was not a pleasant experience. So, yeah, I, I sympathize with anyone who that happens to.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So that was really step one is kind of mindset <laughs> on how we start uh, routing. That step was a big two one. Is is. Is we're gonna kind of shift gears to like gear. Like, what do we need to start running?
0: All right. This is probably one of my most asked questions by beginner runners. The only thing I'm gonna tell you, you really have to get are running shoes. And a lot of my runners, they've been wearing the same pair of sneakers to the gym for two years even some longer than that. And that's great for the gym if you're doing maybe fitness classes or you're just going to be on the treadmill or the elliptical. That's great. But you really need to get yourself a new pair of running shoes. And the best way to do that, because there's hundreds and hundreds of options out there, is to go to a local running store and get fitted for the right shoe. And I cannot stress how important the right shoe is because even my experienced runners that I'm working with now, if their shoes are not right, they have foot problems, knee problems, ankle problems. So you really, before any of those things creep up, you want to make sure you have a new pair of running shoes that you got at a running store. That's probably the only thing I'm going to say you have to get as a runner.
1: All right. In case you're wondering, What is the best um, shoe or what's like what running shoe should you get? Which brand should you get? There are all different types of running shoe with every single brand. So that's where we recommend to go to your local running shoe store where they can fit you. If you don't have access to one near you, then choose a shoe that feels good for you. It doesn't need to be the exact right type of shoe for you as you get started. But it just needs to feel comfortable for you. So in general, use that as your general guideline right now starting out is choose a running shoe that is not, you know, grabbing in certain area of your foot and it doesn't feel uncomfortable that it should feel comfortable for you. All right. What other gear do we need?
0: Okay. You really don't need any, you don't need any other gear. Wear something comfortable when you're running. It may seem obvious, but I'm going to say if you're running in the summer, sweatpants probably are a little uncomfortable. Sweatshirts, I wear sweatshirts, but they're not the most comfortable when you're running. But wear what is comfortable to you. You do not need to go out and buy a pair of running shorts, a pair of running like moisture-wicking shirt or moisture-wicking pants or reflective. You don't need to buy... Any running gear in clothing, unless you really want to, then go for it. If, if Use it as an excuse. I'm not telling you not to, but you don't need to. You just need to wear something that's comfortable for you. So, uh, you know, you might have some running shorts or just shorts that you like to work out in. Go ahead. Continue with it. You know, a T-shirt or maybe a moisture wicking shirt you can get just And you don't have to go crazy. I mean, I don't want to name stores, but there are some big box retail stores. You can get really, really good, but inexpensive clothing. I'm going to mention women, sports bra, essential. And, you know, all the guys out there, I don't care what you're going to say to this, but make sure you get the right one for you because that will help in the long run. You might want to consider if you are a female and... You haven't started really working out a lot. You might want to consider getting a sports bra, a specific one, maybe a higher impact. And I will say to not embarrass anybody, if any of the females listening to this have a question about sports bras, contact me directly. I got you covered. Trust me, I have you covered <laughs> on this one. So,
1: Yeah, I probably wouldn't be the uh, best know, expert person to ask those nope. questions too. So me. I'll have Coach Cat's uh, contact info in the show notes. Yep. Uh, yeah. She does not mind answering any and all of your questions. Um, but no, thank you for bringing that up. As I would imagine that uh, support is important. It is. Um, it I, can, and it... I would take it from a physical therapist standpoint of, you know, it's going to affect posture. It's going to affect, um, you know, from a pain standpoint, like I've seen many patients throughout the years of you know, having either shoulder pain, mid back pain, because they're not properly supported. Um, it really, so it is. Yeah, definitely important. So you don't need any, from what I'm hearing is the basics are shoes, comfortable clothing. You don't need anything too fancy right now. Um, are there other things that we don't need that people may think they need to start running?
0: A watch. I Like uh, uh, I have a Garmin. I'll just say that. Um, and I, but you don't need a fancy running watch. If you have a Fitbit, you know, that's, that's perfectly fine. uh, You don't need to get, or you don't have anything. I have runners who start out with literally no, what we call a wearable. So no technology on them. Some people, I still have an old like pedometer, but uh, it has like rounds, a boxing. It's, It's one for the boxing where you could set it for two minutes, three minutes, Um, You can set it on your phone. There's, If you have any smartphone, I have a Tabata timer, which a Tabata is an interval timer on my phone, an app that I use for classes. You can download that and you could use that. You don't need anything fancy in terms of tech. Probably everything you have in your cell phone, and I'm pretty sure most of us have cell phones, smartphones, not everybody, but because some of my clients... Do not, but we work with it. Um, all you need is a smartphone and download an, an interval app. And again, I have a list of those that I give my runners if they need them.
1: Okay. So you yeah. can
0: reach out and ask me.
1: Super helpful. Okay. So we got step one was mindset. Step two was what do we need? And the good thing is we don't really need to buy a whole lot. So that's that's great. Step three is what do we do before we actually head out the door and go for a run so what type of warm-up um, do you recommend for runners
0: well conveniently coach dwayne has a five minute dynamic warm-up <laughs> that i'm sure he'll send you maybe the link to or there'll be a link to but you don't have to get bogged down initially in specifics of warming up if you are a true beginner runner, you're going to be doing intervals and we'll get into that. So you're going to be walking, running. I highly recommend you walk for five to 10 minutes before you start your main workout. So if you want to walk for five minutes, that's usually what I do with people. But if you want to walk for that 10 minutes, you want it's maybe a little colder of a day, your body doesn't feel ready, then go for an extra five minutes. But nothing crazy. You can just do a brisk walk to get the blood flowing
1: I love it, yeah, and the blood flowing is important to your muscles, to your tendons, to all the structures in your body, so the it feels better when you do start running, and you'll notice, and as we age, uh, usually that warm up <laughs> needs to be a little bit longer, uh, mm-hmm. as I'm finding in my uh, mid forties here, um, so I'm respecting the warm up even more, and I totally agree that a Walking warm up is essential. So, really, we just don't want you heading out the door and literally starting to run. Yeah. And yeah, we could have probably gotten away with that in our teenage years and maybe even our 20s. Um, but usually, once you start getting past 30, um, <laughs> awesome. it, it doesn't feel great. You know, it just doesn't feel good to just start running right away without any type of warm up. So, we could start simply with just a walking warm up. And then if you've kind of mastered that or you are already familiar with because you've gone to exercise classes before, you've gone to the gym before, maybe you've foam rolled before, uh, maybe you've done some mobility or stretches before, then this would be the time to actually do a soft tissue prep, we call it, right? So, get down on a foam roller, use a percussion massage gun. Um, I have videos of that in your downloadable PDF that if you're wondering, like, what are the seven muscles that I should foam roll to start running? Like, we have instructional video on that. Um, So again, not necessary your first week of running, your first month of running, but will be helpful if you kind of develop that habit to take care of your body, get the blood flow going, activate certain muscles, before you start running, it will make running feel better and it will make it a lot easier. And as Coach Kat mentioned, we have a five minute dynamic warm-up. What I mean by dynamic warm-up and stretching warm-up is not what maybe, you know, you did as a kid where, you know, we thought, okay, before you run, we have to stretch our muscles. And, you know, maybe I'll bend over, touch my toe, I'll do a sit and reach, or I'll try to like, you know, push the wall and stretch my calf. That is not the best warm up before a run. And we know that through research and science. And we want things that get the body moving to stimulate that blood flow, to activate muscles. And we save if we add in any static stretching or holding stretch for 30 to 60 seconds, we save that for after the run. All right. So that's kind of the order of operations there is blood flow in, either a walking warm-up, or if you do have an indoor bike and you want to just get some blood flow going. It's cold outside, um, you can do that. You can do a little foam rolling, do a little dynamic warm up, and then you're gonna head out the door. So now we're heading out the door. This is step four in how to start running. This is the running. Um <laughs> so this is the exciting part, right? So how do we start running?
0: Well you're gonna literally walk before you run. It, I, it may sound like a cliche, but this is what is going to get you to run. So you're going to do intervals. If you've never run before, or even if you have in the past, and it's been a very long time, intervals are the way to go to start. I, Depending on your fitness level, but generally I will have runners run easy jog for one minute, followed by a two minute recovery walk and no more than 15 to 20 minutes, three times a week. That's all I have them do for the first week or two. Then we start playing with those intervals based on how you feel. So you might be able to do two minutes of easy running with two minutes of walking, or maybe you stay with that one minute of easy running, but you drop the recovery to one minute. So you start playing with these intervals. And as a coach, when I'm working with my runners, I I am telling, I am keeping an eye on everything and I generally adjust it. But what I tell all my runners is, we're going to run by feel for now. So don't worry about pace. If after your recovery, whether it's one minute, two minutes, three minutes, you start running, for that interval for that one minute or even two minutes. If at the end of that, you're struggling during that one or two run interval, then you need to slow down and let your recovery be longer. So if you're still struggling in the run walk interval in that run part, you're struggling to catch your breath or you're really feeling like your heart is pumping too hard, then just take an extra minute for recovery. That's all that means. You don't have to and you should not just go out and run. That that is not ideal. You should do a run walk interval and let your body adapt. Because the other thing we don't always mention, but your cardio and your body, your your cardio and endurance will develop possibly at a different and will develop at a different rate than say your muscles and your tendons. So even if you are going to the gym, your body and the load that running puts on your body, you need to take it slow. And that's something that people are like, well, I'm in great shape. You are, but that doesn't mean it necessarily translates to running injury free. So you have to give your body grace to get to that point. And those intervals will change as you go along. And some people, run marathons with intervals, it, it, it doesn't, you may always run an interval and that's perfectly fine. Yes, people do run marathons. They run ultras with intervals. It changes, you know, their intervals and their paces change, but they still use an interval program. So don't think that you, if you're struggling, I, I'm never going to run the 5k straight through. You don't have to, you have those run walk intervals for a reason.
1: Right, and yeah, not being so hard on yourself and don't yes. don't think you're a failure by any means no. if no. you're walking.
0: I hear that all the time. Yeah. Like, I want I want to run the whole thing. Well, you will run it, but you're going to add some walk breaks and you're going to have such a great time and you're going to finish really strong and you're going to want to run another one. But right. if you're struggling for those, like you're running and running and running and you're like out of breath and it's a horrible experience, you're not necessarily going to want to continue it. So don't be afraid to walk. I cannot emphasize this enough. I walk. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I've been running endurance events and I do walk. Water yeah. stations, you know. You Absolutely. It's not a bad thing to walk. But mm-hmm. you also have to run. <laughs> but it, that's the intervals. And right. again, a good coach. um, a good coach will work with you no more when you're first starting out two to three times. I say three times a week and 15, 20, maybe 25 minutes max. 20 minutes is a good start for the first couple of weeks. That's, that's all you need to do initially.
1: Yeah. And really, I think the points you made are excellent points that the body is not ready We're adapted to running, and it does take time because when your foot hits the ground when you run, there are forces that come up from the ground, come up through your tissues, and that does put stress, especially on tendons, for us middle-aged people. And our tendons are usually the injuries that we see in runners, so whether it's Achilles tendon pain, posterior tibial tendon pain, um, whether it is IT band, which is kind of behaves like a tendonitis. Um, plantar fasciitis, like these tendon soft tissue injuries are going to be the common running related injuries or runner's knee or kneecap pain. Um, so allowing the body to adapt with the walk intervals is a road to success. And it is essentially what coach Katz mentioning is like a couch to 5k program. If you've heard of that, Mm -hmm. and I know you've used that app before, um, when we talk about structuring this all out, I know you have created a beginner kind of 5K training plan uh-huh. and you've kind of have it all laid out where you're doing the intervals that you mentioned. For example, if you were to do run one minute, walk two minutes for six times, that's 18 minutes yeah. of exercise, right? And that could be like one day, and then you might do that another day during the week. So, like, I know you have like in your plan, Monday, you're going to walk for 25 minutes. Tuesday, you're going to do that interval. Wednesday, you're going to do that same interval six times. Thursday, you're going to walk for 25 minutes. Friday, you're going to run for one minute, walk for two minutes, and now you do it eight times. So now that's 24 minutes of exercise. And then on Sunday, you you kind of change that again. So, and, and we have a rest day. There's always one rest day throughout the week, which we'll get to, um, but you have this all structured out. And I think f- finding a plan. So whether you are following along with a couch to 5k plan, you want to download in, in your download to where you're watching this. We have this all structured out for you where it is literally something you can print out and put it on your fridge, put it on your computer, screenshot it on your phone, save it to your photos, favorite it so you can always find it and follow along on the plan. But I think having that structure is super important from keeping us from being our own worst enemy because there's going to be days where you go out there and you're going to say, "Wow, I feel good today. Yeah. I can do ten more minutes." No. Or you know what? It's it's that sun's shining right now. The weather <laughs> is perfect. You know what? Pretty. I want to be out here longer. And you're going to go on emotion, and you're not going to follow thinking about the principles we just talked about, allowing your body to adapt to the demands of running. And you're going to go out there on a whim and do something that is not structured and just going on emotion on how you feel on any given day. So consistency, structure, training smart with proper progression is the key to developing this habit. And we have that all structured out for you. um, So you don't have to kind of make up your own plan based upon what coach Kat said, like she's already made the plan up and we're giving it to you for free. Um, So follow, follow a structured plan.
0: But I do want to say when I created that plan, it is a general basis plan. And that is usually a starting point for me when I work with my runners. But if you are struggling with a week, if it feels too much It's an eight week plan, but that's just works with a program I do at the Y, but you may need 12 or 14 weeks to get there. So don't be afraid to repeat these weeks. If it's a struggle and you can't jump, say if it's a three minute run with a one minute walk, and that's too much of a jump for that week for you, your body can't do it. Then just stick with the week you just did don't feel you have to you know progress like this if your body is not ready and i just wanted to put that out there because that is a general plan that works but some people need to to take some of those weeks and repeat them in order to get to that level and that's perfectly fine you could take 10 weeks 12 weeks 14 weeks repeat as needed don't push and that goes to everything we've been saying but don't push through it if it's uncomfortable or you're out of breath, just go back to the week before. Repeat that as many times as you need to till you're comfortable. There's no there's no timeline, I'm telling you. Just repeat it as needed. Rinse and repeat.
1: I love it. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, it's so true because it, it is important to listen to your body mm-hmm. and know what your body can tolerate and there's no rush, right? Like running isn't going away. Right. It's never like leaving. It's not like a specific time that you need to get to that five K distance or that you need to, you know, decrease your walking intervals. So if you if you're patient and you do it the right way, like we said, you're gonna stick with it for the long run. I hope you are enjoying this episode and it is providing value for you. I wanted to take a brief moment to share a story of a real runner like you who is struggling with a common problem that you may be facing. Here is one of our athletes who got the guidance, support, and accountability from our Healthy Runner coaching team to get clarity and structure on the six steps to growing as a runner with personalized strength, nutrition, and run plans. I hope their story inspires you that there is hope To either get over your running injury or to continue getting faster or running longer so you can continue to get in those mental clearing miles and enjoy your running journey again here is their inspiring story
2: hello healthy runners my name is courtney white i'm from wichita kansas i'm married i'm 41 and i'm the mom of two girls Duane had reached out to me and just asked if I would share a little bit about what my experience has been like thus far within the Healthy Runner coaching program. So I've been a part of the program since April of this year and been working with Coach Kat, and she's been phenomenal. So a big shout out to her. If I'm like many of you guys, I am an adult onset runner. I did not grow up running, and so I began this running journey within my late 30s while trying to do so having three consecutive surgeries within the last three and a half years. Two of them were bunionectomies, so wanted to correct that, and then one of them was an aroma that most likely developed because I was wearing two tight-fitting shoes at the time. I was overtraining and not paying enough attention to things like recovery, strength training, and my nutrition. And so, What uh, I did was I did what most of us do is we just go online. I went on the internet. I found a plan. I was like, this is what you do when you run. You run and you just do it. And I didn't have any idea about how to tailor that plan to where I was within my healing journey for my feet. And so unfortunately, that led to more pain and more inflammation in my feet. And I developed metatarsalgia within the ball of my left foot. And if you've ever had that or struggled with that or been diagnosed with that, you know, it's kind of nebulous. Uh, people say you have it. Well, it's just inflammation within your foot. And um, what I was told to do to fix it was just go to PT and stretch your calf and stretch your calf. And man, you have tight calves. And I'm like, I don't know what else to do. And so um, I consulted with PT after PT provider after provider. And finally I had one podiatrist look at me and say, listen, there's only one way to correct your foot and that's to have surgery. And for me, the thought of having another one after having had three and knowing what it had been like to start running, stop running, have an injury, have pain. I just felt sick to my stomach having to think about going through one additional surgery that may or may not fix the problem. And so, I was told that's the only way when you're told something like that. If you're anything like me, you go, mm, I don't think so. There's got to be another way. I just haven't found it yet. But I was just in more frustration because I was just not finding the answers and nothing I was doing was working. And so I came across Dwayne's podcast. I don't know how I found it, but I did. And I felt like this guy from Connecticut who was passionate about running was reading my mail and he was speaking directly to the pain points that I was having, but he was also inspiring me with hope and teaching me things that I had never heard before. And so I reached out to him. I was like, what do I have to lose? I am in pain as it is, and I just can't get out of this injury cycle. And it's frustrating and I'm becoming depressed and more of a shell of myself. And so the first time I reached out to him, He and I decided it was probably a little too premature uh, within my recovery journey to be able to commit to what the coaching program would involve. But fast forward six months from the end of 2021 to April of this year, I reached out to Duane again and I I said, Listen, I've got some things in place and I want to do this. And so he and I decided that uh, it would be beneficial for me to be able to commit to the restore program and to do it. And I just can't be more thankful for what Dwayne and from what Coach Cat told me. Um, I was told surgery is the only way to fix your foot. I heard from them there's other ways, and there are plenty of other runners out there, Courtney, that are doing what you do every day, and they're doing it well, and they're running with these types of these issues in their feet without surgery. And so I was like, what do I have to lose? So I joined the community. Um, I've been working with Coach Kat intentionally and consistently. And I'm proud to say that today, four months into this, while I am uh, slowly learning how to build my mileage back, I am running mostly pain-free. I haven't developed any additional foot injuries. And I have seen over the last four months that my feet can tolerate more of a load than they ever have. Some of the imbalances that I had had that were long standing for me are, uh, starting to balance themselves out, uh, by me doing the work. And, um, I'm looking forward to what may be next things that I've never done related to running that because of pain I would have been unable to do. Um, and I guess more importantly, I've been doing this and I haven't had one additional surgery on my foot. The way I was told that that would be the only way to fix a pain in my foot and I'm doing this without having to go through that at this point. So I couldn't be more more grateful for Dwayne and the team for all that they do to help us as a running community be able to do the sport that we love, to be able to do it for the long haul and to be able to do it injury free. And so more than anything, I have just learned and benefited from having someone put a structure in place for me regarding strength training And runs that I need to be doing for this stage of recovery and healing and in my run journey than me trying to piece it together on my own. So couldn't be more grateful for Dwayne and the team and Coach Kat. And I'm not done working with her. I'm going to continue working with her within the longevity program. And we're going to see what's next. So um, I'm grateful because a coach is going to inspire you to do more than you think you can do on your own. And I just couldn't be more grateful for Dwayne and his team in giving me some tools and a change in mindset that I needed to be able to, uh, to be able to run and to run well at this stage of my life. So thank you to them. Thank you for the team. And guys, I don't know where you are today, but I, um, my hope is that you go out and you crush your workout, no matter how big or how small it is and all the best to you and your running journeys. Thanks.
1: I hope sharing that story inspired you and provided you some hope. If you want the one-on-one structure, accountability, and support from our Healthy Runner coaching team of experts, check out the -the behind-the-scenes video tour of our signature coaching program you just heard about, including other stories from runners who are just like you and were struggling with the same sticking points before they signed up for our program. Just head to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com to learn more and book your strategy call with me today. So what are some other tips? I know you mentioned kind of pacing. Don't worry about pacing or your speed. Don't worry about being too slow. Like that doesn't matter at this point, right? We're just getting out there and and we're running and we're um, going on there. I do want to mention some tips about running form for someone starting out, but what other um, tips or advice do you give to runners about um, running? I know you also mentioned, um, weather, right. If there Uh, are bad weather days,
0: I, I'm an anomaly in the running community. I swear to God, the colder and the wetter, the run is (laughs) the happier I am. If you follow me on Instagram, you know, this, I like my cold, rainy days. I'm smiling. It's the best ever, but I am an anomaly. So I understand people do not like to run in inclement weather. Although there is one other person I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to, one of my, co- one of my <laughs> runners who is with me on this, but um, don't be afraid to use treadmills. And I know that I don't talk about this, but I'm also a treadmill instructor <laughs> mm-hmm. and I love treadmills. I've done a podcast on treadmills. Um, a lot of times people say, can, can I run on a treadmill or train on a treadmill? Absolutely. You know, if you're really interested in specific treadmill workouts, we have you covered in our Healthy Runner community. I've done a whole podcast on it. I've done an actual treadmill program. But use a treadmill if you want. There's nothing. There's no reason why you can't. If you have one available to you, you may not. If you belong to a gym, great. Maybe you have one at home. Don't be afraid to do that walk or switch the day. If you have a run-walk day, and another day is just a walk, do that walk day on the treadmill. Just walk. You know, be flexible if you don't want to go out in the inclement weather. And it might, don't be afraid to mix it up or do what you have to do. Don't let it yeah. stop you.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we do have a, um, I'll also link in our download um, the treadmill basics, uh, video that you did, which was super helpful on just what you need to know about if it's your first time, if it's your first time on the treadmill cat shares exactly what you need to know, how do you adjust it? Um, so we'll also link that. And, um, what about as you're getting out there running and, um, you know, sometimes we'll have people that comment, either with how fast we ran, how much we ran, how we looked when we were running. Um, What do you say to that?
0: Well, as a run coach, I tell people don't be intimidated because they all were in your position at one point. And any experienced runner who is listening to this, I really do think you can get a benefit from realizing that you were a beginner runner as well. So be kind. Be nice. If somebody asks you a question, answer them. But that's what I say as a run coach. Don't be intimidated. As a person, I it hits you when somebody says you don't look like a runner. If I hear one more person tell me I do not look like a runner, I will. I'm not going to go back to my (laughs) boxing. But I'm like, really? I've probably run farther distances than most people know. Right. I've done endurance events. I mean, <laughs> but you don't look like a runner. What? No. So as a person, you try to let it roll off your back. And I'm I'm completely honest with that. As a run coach, I tell you, don't be intimidated. You can do it. You have to have that backbone to say, I am a runner. I'm going to do this. But sometimes it is going to be intimidating. It is going to be challenging. And if anybody says anything to you and it bothers you, let me know. I will tell you they're full of it and they don't know what they're talking about. And I will give you reasons. So if that happens to you, don't be discouraged. Find me. I'm telling you I'm out there. Um, It has happened to me. It still happens to me. The only difference now is I, I, I'm a run coach. I'm a fitness instructor and I've run probably longer races than any, than most of them. But it is still painful sometimes. So I'm I'm not sugarcoating it and I don't want to ever negate it. So any experienced runners, be kind. Really, if you're faster and there's people who are always going to be faster than you and people who are always going to be slower than you, be kind to both. Don't ask, what's your pace? That's like asking your age. If you're a female, you know, that you should never do. But don't ask me my pace or my age or my weight. Those three just let's not go. There. <laughs> don't Don't ask me my pace because it's irrelevant. It's my pace. What do you what does it matter if I'm starting out running, what does it matter to you? Does it Does it really affect your running career? If I'm at a slower or I'm at a faster pace than you? So don't be intimidated. And I am passionate about this because I've been on the receiving end of it. And and I absolutely, that's why I became a fitness instructor and why I've become a run coach is I want to empower. I know that's a big fancy word that you always throw out there, but I want people to know you can do this and I will help you. <laughs> and, and, and the naysayers are there and they are always in the back of your head sometimes, but try to tune them out. And, you know, think of me when I'm telling you this, because I'm like, just tell them they're full of it. They don't know what they're doing.
1: Right. And you're, you're running for you and it goes back to step one, right. With the mindset. why and mindset. So always just keep thinking about that and you can run. Um,
0: but I wanted and, to be honest. Yeah, that it is. It does. Even me, it hits you sometimes and you're like, okay, let it go. Run small. Right. Bye. So
1: you second guess and yeah, you question and you don't want that to have a negative mindset really going into something that will be challenging as we mentioned. So, um, I think that all helps keeping in perspective. So a couple of tips I, I wanted to bring up for running form, because this is something that is common as a running physical therapist, whenever I'm working with a runner who has struggled with an injury that keeps coming back, I always look at running form. And I've definitely noticed some significant patterns um, throughout the years and experienced runners definitely run a lot differently than novice runners. And I wish I knew some tips when I first started running because I think it would have helped me maybe run a little bit better that would put a little less stress to the body. So a couple of things that I just want you to think about, I do not want you to perseverate on this whatsoever. I don't want you to like constantly be thinking about this as you start running, but some things that we want to keep in mind in general is to keep your head up. Don't look down. Don't be slouched over. Have relaxed shoulders. Don't have your shoulders up to your ears. And if you're going for a run right after a stressful time at work, you might be holding your shoulders up to your ears and not even know it because you're still really stressed out and your upper traps are all tense, right? So you want to try to bring your, your chest out shoulder blades down, which usually lowers your shoulders and relaxes your neck. Your arms, you don't want to hold them out to the side like a chicken. You want to bring your elbows in by your side and just relax your arms as they swing. Your elbows should be at about a 90 degree angle. And that's just going to help with your efficiency. And your arms shouldn't be tense. Your fists shouldn't be like really tight or you're, you don't want to claw someone where you're having like open palms where you know you're you're clawing someone as you're running. So we like to say like the potato <laughs> <Sorry>. chip <laughs> like the potato chip test like if you were to have one between your thumb and your index finger, they're just lightly pressing each other, you're not breaking the potato chip and your elbows are in. Now when you strike the ground, you want to think about striking in the middle of your foot and rolling through the stride. And then pushing off with your toes. So you don't want to really strike with your foot all the way out in front of you and really striking on your heel. And this is the biggest kind of running um, form mistake that we see in novice runners is what we call overstriding. And this could be a big contributor to the common novice running related injuries like shin splints and runner's knee or patellofemoral pain syndrome, kneecap pain, your knees hurt. It's because usually you're overstriding. So if you just think about striking in the middle of the foot, taking short, quick steps, that will help prevent the overstriding. And then um, just maintaining a relaxed breathing pattern and not huffing and puffing. If you're huffing and puffing, and it is maybe you're going too fast or maybe you're just not relaxed. And when we're running, we wanna be relaxed and we wanna master. The easy run and what we call the conversational pace run. So you can actually eventually talk to someone. And if this is your first time running, like you might not be able to do that initially, and that's okay. But you want to start to think about as you're running to try to get in relaxed and to control your breathing. So just a couple of um, running form cues there as we kind of get started. Now let's finish up. And we have a lot of resources in these areas. So I think we can breeze through these fairly quickly. Step five, um, wanted to just mention strength training and the importance of strength training in your experience, in your viewpoint, coach Cat. you know, what are your thoughts about strength training for runners?
0: I think that If you start strength training and we do have a lot of resources for that, it will help you down the road. And as I was saying, our cardio system is very differently trained than our muscular skeletal system. And we tend to think of running as just one, one thing, but you do break it down between your cardio respiratory and your muscular skeletal. And, the strength training will really help with the second part of that and it will strengthen the muscles necessary to continue to run. Now, initially again, I don't want to overwhelm anybody. If you're just starting out and it's your couple first month in, you know, you you should have it in the back of your mind and again look at our resources, but don't over panic about it. You know, But as you continue to do it, it will be something you will want to incorporate because, like I said, your muscular skeletal system just develops very differently than your cardiovascular system. Um, and if you don't do the certain strength exercises, it can cause to some discomfort, maybe not pain initially, but there will be some discomfort down the road. And why not start out? your running career with doing some of these things. It's never going to hurt. If you go to a gym already, then it will be just, you can add it to maybe your routine at the gym. You know, if you have stuff at home and you don't need fancy equipment for this body weight is fine for the majority of these exercises.
1: Yeah. And I, I totally agree that this is really going to be, again, we're planting the seed, not to overwhelm, but plant the seed That if you incorporate this earlier in your running journey, then it's going to prevent what we see a lot in our injured runners, unfortunately, is where they got the habit, they took up running, and then they continue to grow and run further, maybe get faster, but they never incorporated strength training for runners, and then they wind up getting injured. So the the simple thing, if I can direct you to one resource, is just literally five simple hip strengthening exercises that you can do, anyone can do um, in their home. So you can do it even without a mini band, or you can do it with a little simple mini band. And I will link that in our downloadable PDF as well. It literally will take you five to 10 minutes tops. Um, If you incorporate that two to three times a week, that will be a great start because those exercises focus on the core and your hip specific running muscles, which a lot of times traditional just body weight squats, lunges may not necessarily target. But when we run, we're always on one leg and there are different muscle demands than other activities. So one simple area that you can start developing the habit for thinking that you're strength training in order to run. All right. And step six is another one that a lot of people don't think about until it's too late and they either get burned out and they need to take off of running for a season, right? Or they get injured and now they need to take off to heal from the injury, which is a whole nother discussion that I won't go down right now. <laughs> no. But if you incorporate rest days, which allow your muscles to recover and adapt to the demands of running, in a weekly format and always have one day that you are not running, you're allowing the recovery process to occur, then that's going to help keep you healthy. What are the other benefits or what are some of the challenges that you find Kat in the beginner runners that you work with in kind of mastering recovery or a rest day?
0: I think that Rest days are important, but not just for the physical aspects, but that mental break from running, which I know is the opposite of what a lot of times we say running is our mental break. But if you've been training for a long time or or you're in a five couch, to 5k program, just taking a a day to say, Hey, I want to walk or I want to do something. Don't feel so obligated to run if your mental game is not in there at the time don't be afraid to take that rest day mentally because that is as important as i said as the physical aspect of it and initially if you're running three times a week usually it's not a problem but as you start getting more four times maybe even five times when you're more advanced that rest day will become very important. And if you need to take an extra day, do it. Don't don't be afraid to. You're not gonna lose fitness by taking rest days. That's the other thing I hear. You're not gonna lose fitness by taking a rest day. And people say they feel guilty. And I'm like, why? Why should you feel guilty for doing what your body needs to do? Your body's telling you it will need a rest day. Your body's thanking you for rest days. So why on earth would you feel guilty? It goes back to the peer pressure and the whole thing, in my opinion, you know, they're running, so I should run. No, don't listen to other people, unless it's your coach, then always listen to your coach. Always listen to your coach, but don't, you know, take that rest day if you need it.
1: Yeah. Recovery is a part of the training and that is where our muscles grow actually. And it's just like, if you've ever been to the gym, it's not actually while you're lifting the weight that your muscles grow and develop and become more lean or more cut or get bigger, right? It's actually when you're recovering the next day and you're feeding your body the nutrients it needs that the muscles actually grow. Um, so same thing with our muscles for running is they need that recovery process to actually grow and get more fit. And it helps keep us healthy. So, and I couldn't agree more about uh, the mind as well. And it just allows you some time away. So then you are looking forward on that Monday. Let's say if you took a rest day on a Saturday or Sunday to like kicking off your week on the right foot. Um, So it is something that really helps with that consistency on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, a yearly basis. So thank you so much for sharing that. And guys, just to recap here, in this kind of running 101, the ultimate guide for beginner runners, Coach Cat really outlined a six-step guide for you or six-step principles on kind of having the proper mindset. We talked about what gear you actually need to start running. So, think about it. just the basics, right? Just some good shoes, comfortable clothing, essentially all you need. We talked about warming up, which doesn't need to be anything super complex or fancy either, walking, but doing some type of warm up. And if you want to do some foam rolling, we have resources for that. If you want a nice dynamic warm up, we have resources for that. And then we talked about how to start running. We talked about the structure of it, how to do run walk intervals how you do that in a properly progressed fashion over the course of we we kind of give you our eight week plan to actually run a 5K in eight weeks. Um, so we talked about all the running form, staying relaxed, um, how to overcome some of the challenges when you're actually running. And then we talked about our step five is starting to incorporate some strength training in order to run. And then step six was our recovery and rest because it is part of the training and it will be essential to keeping you healthy so you can actually run for longevity and do it for a while and actually enjoy it. So it it pains me. It pains me when I hear people say like, oh, you've run? Isn't that so painful? Or isn't that like torture? You know, if I had to hear it again, like I only run if an animal is chasing me, right? Like, no, it doesn't need to be like that. If you follow what we talked about today and you literally followed exactly what we talked about, you download your plan, you implement it and you do that, you will actually be surprised that it can actually be this simple, and you can actually enjoy running. So we want that for you. So make sure you get your download, follow the principles, listen to this again. You can watch the video recording again in YouTube. Um, Coach Cat and I like really want you to actually take up running uh, because it is so beneficial. And I think if, honestly, if everyone ran, like this world would be a much happier place. Like, do you guys agree or what? Right? There would to be all this like tension, dissension, fighting. Um, I think everyone should just start running. What do you think? You think we could solve all the world's problems?
0: We uh, could solve a lot of them.
1: <laughs> so guys, if you want to hear um, from Coach Cat Moore and you want to learn some other topics about running, like we talked about treadmill. Um, we talk about nutrition. We talk about many other talks when you want to run your first half marathon, like we have all those trainings, and you can click the link in the show notes to get all of Coach Cat's previous trainings. Um, and if you want to, like I said, if you're just starting out, literally we've literally given you all these free resources. But when you're ready to take the next step, um and don't get us wrong, like if you're just starting out and you're like, you know what? I know i I could follow this, but I really want support, and I could see Coach Cat is like super supportive, and like she's gonna be like in your corner every single day, literally like providing you encouragement messages, um, and you want to learn more about working with Coach Cat in our signature coaching program, then you can learn more about that by clicking the link in the show notes. But the majority of you, honestly, are going to probably want it after you do this. And now you're looking, how do I get to the next step? Like, I've, I've started developing the habit, but now how do I grow in my running journey. And that's what we really specialize in, in keeping you healthy, getting stronger, being able to run faster, be able to run longer, um, in our signature coaching program. So you can always learn about that by going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching. Don't forget, get your free download guys. This is going to be a huge resource. And honestly, lastly, if you can please share this with someone who always mentioned to you, like, Oh, I want to start running or I'll run when I, you know, have more free time or I'll run when I lose 10 pounds or I'll run when I, you know, the kids are out of the house or whatever, like copy this link, wherever you're watching this, send this to that person and be like, it doesn't need to be that complex. It doesn't need to be that hard. Like, listen to this, follow these steps and start running now because you need it for your health. Right, please share this out like I want more people to be able to benefit from all the knowledge that Coach Cat shared with us here today. Um, thank you so much, Cat. I appreciate you as always for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom, your insight, and your tips
0: i i love I love talking about this topic I, I have a lot of topics I love talking about, but this is actually near and dear to my heart. This is one that really you know, I, I, I really, really want to make impact on people and, and help them with a lot of issues. And run. this is something I am passionate about is you can run, you know, even if they, they told me you can't run, yes, you can, <laughs> you just need that resolve and that commitment and that consistency and you'll get there, I promise you.
1: Indeed, indeed. And if you like this training, then you're surely like the next. So if you're listening on the podcast, queue up episode 159 on the Healthy Runner podcast to learn all about how to grow in your running journey, Um, or just click the video I have for you here within YouTube. Now let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Healthy Runner podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong, injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of our six steps to growing as a runner framework at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash grow. Two, follow our Instagram page at sparkhealthyrunner.com. Three, join our free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash spark healthy runner. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons and trainings back here right to you don't forget hit the subscribe button on apple podcast or the follow button on spotify so you don't miss the next episode of healthy runner so you can maintain a strong mind a strong body and just keep running lastly if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle not eating the right foods for running or not getting faster as a runner and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner head to Spark healthyrunner.com forward slash coaching to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. Thank you again. I really truly mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.